Get ready for a journey into the heart of Bridgeport politics with In Absentia, a new podcast from Connecticut Public's investigative team, The Accountability Project. Learn about the city's past and present political dysfunction and the systems that enable it. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts. Funding provided by Francisco L. Borges and the Melville Charitable Trust. This is where we live from Connecticut Public Radio. I'm Lucy Nalpathanchel. I'm broadcasting from my house as many of us in the newsroom work remotely. Now, are you feeling overwhelmed with your new home schedule? Tired of all those Zoom meetings and keeping your kids occupied and learning over the next few months? Maybe The Cure could be a good book. Today, where we live, we focus on reading. My producer, Tess, dubbed today's show Pandemic Book Club, and I'm okay with that. Coming up, we talk to Goodreads about the books we should check out. Do you have a recommendation for us? Tell us what you're reading or what audiobook or that you're listening to or downloaded. You can join the conversation, 888-720-9677. That's 888-720-WMPR. Or find us on Facebook and Twitter at Where We Live. First, social distancing is hard for a number of reasons, and and one of the things we're missing right now is the ability to gather in some of our favorite spaces, spaces like local libraries, which have closed. Joining me now by phone is Martha Church. She's director of the West Hartford Public Library in West Hartford, Connecticut. Martha, welcome to the show. Thank you, Lucy, for inviting me. I'm glad to be here. I mentioned uh, many of us are in our homes right now. Lots of things are shut down. When did your library and the branches have to close? We closed on March 16th, and so we're coming up on two full weeks of closure. And we have, in that period of time, learned to work a whole new way. Um, our, Our message, and I know it's the message of many of my colleagues in the library community, is that our doors may be closed, but we're still here, and that doesn't necessarily mean physically in the building, but we have services and programs and collections that are available to the public, and I'd love to talk about them with you a little mm-hmm. bit. Before we get to how you're continuing to reach your patrons, your community in West Hartford, tell me about what it was like to have to close your doors. How did you and your and your library staff prepare uh, and when you were telling your patrons that this had to happen and you have no idea when you may be able to reopen? Yes, that was tough. And we were lucky in one sense in that we had a little bit of a heads up. We knew that the decision had been made and that we would be closing uh, at the same time that the, the schools and the senior centers in our community were closing. And we basically had about two days where we were still open. And I was down on the floor and seeing some of our regular patrons and saying a little bit of a goodbye, um, wishing them well and saying, you know, take care of yourself. We've got so many people who spend, you know, all or some significant portion of their day with us on a on an everyday basis or certainly almost every day. And we may not know them completely by name, but sometimes by first name. And to say goodbye was hard and hard for them. And I found myself speaking to one of one of our usual per- people and I, he was cheering me up and saying, you know, it's okay, Martha, we're going to, we're going to get through it. And, um, 
you know, that was reassuring, but it, it's, it's tough. And we've had a million and one calls. When are we opening? When are we opening? When are we opening? That's probably the single biggest question we've been getting on the phones. Uh, some of us uh, listening uh, right now to you, uh, I know I like to actually have physical books in my hand when I'm reading, but over the last few years, e-books, audio books have really exploded in popularity. So tell us how West Hartford Library and other libraries in our state, how patrons can still be uh, accessing uh, these materials, even though they're not able to come into your physical branch. So that's one of the things that I see as sort of a silver lining to this whole um, situation, and that is that for libraries, we have an opportunity right now to really focus everybody's attention and highlight our electronic collections. And um, that varies community to community, what we're able to support. There's a certain collection that, that the state library offers to all library cardholders in the state, and people have access to that as long as they have a library card. And then in each community, there is a variety of resources that the community may have chosen to spend their tax dollars to provide to their residents. So it's all online through our websites. And here in West Hartford, we're fortunate we have three electronic platforms. We have OverDrive, and the app for that is called Libby. There is an OverDrive app, but um, the Libby app is the one that's so easy to use. That's our biggest single collection, and that's the one we share. Um, we're in a consortium with 29 other libraries in the greater Hartford area, and we contribute as a group to that collection. So all of our residents can share that group collection, and then as individual libraries, we purchase individual copies that are available to the residents of each community in the consortium. So that's Libby. It's as simple as downloading the app to an iPad, a tablet, a desktop, wherever you're going to be comfortable reading that book or listening to it. And you select your library. It will ask you which library you belong to. You'll enter your card. Your smart devices will all remember that, so you'll never have to do it again. And off you go. Um, that's a one-user-at-a-time collection for the most part, so you may find yourself placing a hold on something, but I would encourage you to do that because as we see the number of holds increase on a specific title, we look at that and make purchasing decisions accordingly. Mm. Now, when people are able to download that app that you mentioned uh, for West Hartford residents, they need a, a library card. For someone who may not have a physical library card, how are you and your staff helping them uh, navigate it? Well, again, we've got an online, through our website, there's an online application. We have somebody monitoring those. They, they, the application, once you fill it out, it goes directly to a staff member's email. She's watching that all the time. And... Um, creating library cards pretty much on the spot. So we are offering temporary cards to West Hartford residents who may not have had mm -hmm. a card before. We are also renewing expired cards. And um, teachers in West Hartford, we're support, they may not live here, but if they teach in the West Hartford public school system, we are making sure they have temporary cards so they can support their students in the West Hartford public schools. Are you seeing a real surge in that activity where you and your staff are, are getting a lot of these uh, registrations online now? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we're keeping a spreadsheet, and I don't have today's statistics, but um, I know we had done close to 100, I think, from the time we first advertised that. Um, so that's a pretty good little pop of activity. Yeah. Martha Church is with me by phone here on Where We Live. She's director of the West Hartford Public Library. Today we're focusing on books and reading. Coming up, we're going to hear uh, recommendations from Martha and from the staff at Goodreads about some of the uh, online uh, books that you can be accessing and audio books that you can be downloading. As many of us are at home, you can join us as well. one 888 That's 888-720-WMPR to let us know uh, what your reading or possibly rereading a lot of good classics out there and we'll be hearing about different genres uh, coming up another way that your staff has adapted to the fact that you're not able to be again physically at the library is uh, you're using uh, smartphones and the ability uh, to have patrons text you a question martha we are and that's a brand new service we rolled out this week and um it's kind of taken off and uh we're having some fun with that. It's, it's new for us. The technology has been around, but we haven't used it in this way. So that, that really came on board full strength yesterday. We really, we did a soft launch on Monday and, and yesterday we made it public and off we've gone. <laughs> You've mentioned uh, being accessible to West Hartford teachers, even if they don't live in the town of West Hartford. But what kinds of questions are you getting from parents who now are trying to work at home but keep their children engaged and learning? What resources are available to them, Martha? There are lots of resources available. And actually, West Hartford's doing an outstanding job of providing um, online classes. They, they re- The school system really geared up for that. So... Um, we have had parents calling about, you know, the teachers assigned them to read a book. And so, again, we're, we're pointing them toward those apps. All of those collections have children's materials available and grade level appropriate. And certainly librarians are available to make suggestions and do what we call reader's advisory, which is one of our favorite activities as librarians. When we think about libraries, they really are... Uh community centers for so many people, open to all. Uh, tell us about some of the resources that, unfortunately, you can't provide because of the circumstances we're all under, Martha. So the big one is computers. And we have folks, our, our first folks through the day, through the door every morning, are people coming in to use our, our public computer labs. And that's kind of a heartbreaker that we can't do that in this environment. We do have our Wi-Fi networks turned on 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and that broadcasts a a short radius outside the building. Um, So certainly anybody who has a device can come and and get onto the Internet in that way. But that's probably the most significant hole that we can't fill adequately at this particular point in time, and it it really is um, of concern to librarians everywhere all across the country, I know. You've mentioned that West Hartford is part of a consortium in the greater Hartford area. How are you leaning on um, other libraries uh, to give advice, suggestions? Are there are you communicating more uh, with this consortium as all of you deal with these same challenges? We, we, the directors have in our consortium, we have a director's you know, list where we you know, frequently 
uh, questions go out to the whole group and people touch base back and um, we're all friends, so that helps. And, you know, we, we know, you know, I will often look to libraries of communities who are similar in size and consult with those directors. Um, but we always share with each other in terms of, you know, what's, what's a best practice, what's a solution to a current problem we're having. Mm. I also like that uh, your library, as well as other libraries around the state, uh, children's librarians are taking to Facebook and having online uh, story time uh, with uh, people who may be watching, especially children. Do you find that that's become a very popular and you're getting response from your residents? We are. We're getting feedback whenever we post those FaceTime Live things, and the children's staff is still working on them. We're also trying to engage with adults. Um, for example, we have a poetry contest going on. Um, write a poem and enter the contest. It'll be judged by West Hartford's very own por- poet laureate, Julie Chofel, and um, a couple of other poets that we know. And you're asked to write a Japanese tanka, which is a 31-syllable, one line of text poem about someone you love. We want to focus your attention on the good things in your life, and we couldn't think of anything better than to have that be the subject. This is also a good time to create art. Uh, We have an art show coming up next December, but sometimes art takes time to develop, and the theme for that is cats versus dogs. So any artwork that you feel inspired to create based on your cat, your dog, a dog you've known, a cat you've known, um, we're, we'll be looking for that and information again all on the website. You're hearing Martha Church here on Where We Live. I'm Lucy Nalpathanchel. Martha is the director of the West Hartford Public Library. Today we're going to be talking about books and reading now that many of us are home from work and school. Are you taking the time to read more these days? What audiobooks have you downloaded? We want to hear from you. 888-720-9677. That's 888-720-WMPR. Or find us on Facebook and Twitter at Where We Live. We live from Connecticut Public Radio. I'm Lucy Nopithanchel. It's the Pandemic Book Club. I'm only half teasing because today's show is all about reading while many of us are stuck at home. You may be skeptical, wondering who has time to read while juggling all the things at home, like work and your kids' online learning. But my guest today may convince you. Uh, we put out a social media call to find out what you're reading, and we heard from many of you. Liz on Facebook writes, just finishing up the second autobiographical volume by Julie Andrews, Home and Homework. Jean writes, I reread Gone with the Wind almost every year. Just started again yesterday. And Courtney writes on Facebook, I'm reading One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest by Ken Kesey. I never got around to finishing it, despite it being considered a classic. So now's the perfect time. It also really speaks to me while feeling cooped up. We want to hear from you, too. Here's the number, 888-720-9677. That's 888-720-WMPR. Or find us on Facebook and Twitter at where we live. On the phone with me is Martha Church, director of the West Hartford Public Library. Before we bring in Goodreads, many of you probably use Goodreads uh, to get good recommendations and to be part of an online uh, community of reading. Martha, I wanted to find out you're the librarian. What are you reading? Well, first of all, can I can I hype our 
Library's Goodread page, Goodreads page. We we have one that is West Hartford Public Library staff, and we've tagged them with our names and done our own reviews. So check that out. You can access it through our website. But I have just finished um, a wonderful two new wonderful books. Um, one of them is Gish Jen's The Resistors. It's her newest one. Came out in February and kind of perfect for this point in time because. It's a dystopian uh, novel and um, talks about a society that's badly fractured between haves and have-nots. And um, as we deal with something that we've never seen before, it feels a little dystopian to me. And so this kind of synced up with how I'm feeling lately. And um, Gish Jen is one of my favorite authors. She writes with humor and... um, It's also really about community and what we mean to each other, which is another important theme for this point in time. Uh, that's interesting that you're reading something that's dystopian. Uh, in our house, we've taken comfort in rereading the Harry Potter series. Uh, my nine-year-old son is tearing through the book. Uh, my husband's been reading the first book to our four-year-old daughter, and then I started rereading it on the side because I have to read a lot of nonfiction uh, for my job, and I just finished Prisoner of Azkaban. So I, re- I think it's really interesting uh, to also talk about how families can be reading together, Martha. Yes, uh, this is a terrific time to really make reading a family activity and a family habit and family read-alongs, such as what your husband's doing with your four-year-old, are a wonderful way to build that reading habit in, in young people. And, you know, we know that if you build readers young, they will become readers for life. And if you, if you miss your window of opportunity, sometimes that never happens. So I would highly recommend to families that you find a book you've loved in in your past and bring it back out and share it with your kids because um, this this is a wonderful time to do that. We, We have some time on our hands and we can be building readers. Are you doing that with your family? You can join us, 888-720-9677, or find us on Facebook and Twitter at Where We Live. I want to bring into the conversation now uh, two Goodreads staff. Danny Fakus is joining us, managing editor of Goodreads via Zoom. Danny, welcome to the show. Thank you for so much for having me. Also with us is Suzanne Skivara, who's the vice president of marketing and editorial for Goodreads. Suzanne, uh, welcome to Where We Live. Thank you. Uh, Many people, as I mentioned, um, probably are using Goodreads, but for those people who are listening who have not, Suzanne, describe what Goodreads is. So Goodreads is the world's largest community of readers. We have more than 100 million members around the world. And our mission is to help readers discover more books they love and get more out of them. So we help you with personalized recommendations or discovering books by seeing what your friends are reading. And also through the great lists of books readers are loving that are created by Danny and his team. Um, and we help you get more out of what you're reading uh, by, uh, by giving you ways to ask authors of your favorite books some questions or seeing annotations from authors on books you've read and providing a home for book clubs, big and small. Um, some of the groups that we have on Goodreads include groups by um, Reese Witherspoon's Hello Sunshine group and Jean Bush Hager with her Read with Jenna book club. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny, we heard uh, Martha Church, who's the director of the West Hartford Public R- Library, mentioning uh, West Hartford Library's Goodreads page. Uh, so tell us when we're thinking about how uh, many people uh, may be turning to books, audiobooks, ebooks uh, during this time, uh, as many are home. Uh, what are you seeing in terms of activity on Goodreads and what books are really popular right now? Yeah, thank you so much again for having me. And Martha, let me just tell you that libraries have always been really important to me. When I was a middle schooler, I had nowhere else to go. I had no friends, so I would attend and go to the library every day as a place of a safe haven. So really appreciate that and really appreciate your um, your participation on Goodreads as well. A lot of schools and libraries uh, participate in Goodreads, and it's a great meeting place for people who um, you know need a home to talk about books. Um, We are seeing a lot of activity at this time, as you um, could imagine. People are turning into books during this difficult time. And we actually reached out to our members to talk about what books they're gravitating towards. And just like your readers, Lucy, um, we heard things like Gone with the Wind and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. We heard people were returning to the classics, things like Pride and Prejudice. Little Women, Anne of Green Gables. I really think people are gravitating towards those books that they may have already read as just extra comfort. You know, it's like watching a movie that you love, just finding that comfort in that thing that you know. But one of the books that we're recommending right now, if you are a fan of something like Pride and Prejudice, is The Other Bennett Sister. This is a book by Janice Hadlow, and it focuses on Mary, the bookish, ugly duckling of Pride and Prejudice. It's just the perfect book that if you're looking for something that's familiar, but you want a new take, it's something that we definitely recommend. So we'll make sure that we uh, make sure we list all of these on our website, wmpr.org slash where we live. We'll also tweet them out um, as you're uh, talking, uh, Danny, or try to get a list to our listeners uh, before the end of the show. Uh, our listeners can also join us right now, 888-720-9677, or find us on Facebook and Twitter at where we live. Uh, Kate's calling. Kate, you're on the show. What are you reading? Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. What are you um, reading, Kate? Oh, I'm... I'm um I read a lot of uh, romance and a lot, lot of fantasy in my um, personal life. Um, I was very happy to get a copy of the new book in a series. Um, the author is Ben Aronovich, and if you're a nerd um, and like Doctor Who, he was a writer on Doctor Who, and the series begins with The Rivers of London. And I always, when I pitch it to people, I say, Harry Potter grows up and becomes a London cop. And uh, what it is is um, there's this cop, Peter Grant, um, in London, and he all of a sudden one night uh, when he's on the beat, a, a ghost speaks to him and points him toward the murderer. And so that kicks off the whole series. It's a, it's a great series, and I think this is the seventh book. And I believe all of the e-books are in the consortium collection. Um, so, you know, that's a, that's a series you can really dig into and enjoy if you like um, fantasy. Um, I recently read the new um, graphic novel by Raina Telgemeier, who wrote Smile. Um, she has a new one out called Guts, which is wonderful. And I have to highly, highly recommend a couple of audiobooks. Um, the Testaments, which is Margaret Atwood's sequel to The Handmaid's Tale, is a fantastic audiobook. The actress who plays Aunt Lydia is one of the um, narrators on the audiobook, and it is just so well done that um, it's one of those audiobooks that I think is um, really, really enhances the text of the of the written book. Um, and um, for romance, I, I love a good romance, and one that I read 
um, earlier this year. It was called Love Lettering um, by Kate Claiborne. That's about a uh, woman who's a calligrapher in uh, Brooklyn, and she uh, uh, she's all set to do the wedding package for a uh, for a, a couple, and it's it's can- the order is canceled, and a year later the the groom shows up at her shop and um, has questions, and so um, it kicks off that way. And um, I just well, those, wanna... well, Kate, those all sound like great recommendations. Uh, thank you. I, uh, I want to leave some time uh, for our guests to respond to what you just said. But Kate, thank you for calling into where we live. You can too. Eight 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 seven two zero nine six seven seven. Danny Fakus uh, from Goodreads. I th- she mentioned the the sequel to Handmaid's Tale. I think that was one of the most popular Goodreads Choice Awards last year. That's exactly right. The Goodreads Choice Awards are the biggest book awards voted by readers, and they actually selected that as the best fiction book. Um, It's a fabulous read, and if you are looking for dystopia, I would go there. If you're not, I would say go towards Kate other recommendations, genres like romance and fantasy. Romance is perfect right now. It's so many happily ever afters. There's a book called The Flat Share by Beth O'Leary that we're recommending, it actually takes place in one apartment, but one, um, the woman lives there during the day and the man lives there at night and they don't know each other, but they get to know each other by the um, notes that we they write back and forth to each other. So that's a good happily ever after if you're just looking for escape. Another book that we're recommending in the fantasy genre is um, by N.K. Jemisin. She's very famous in the fantasy world. She wrote a book called The City We Became and if you're looking for something to just totally take you out of our current state, good versus evil, and by someone who's a masterclass in the genre, you can't go wrong with N.K. Jemison. Well, thank you for that. Danny Fakus again, uh, who is head of editorial, managing editor uh, at Goodreads, and Suzanne Scavara, vice president of marketing and editorial at Goodreads. Also joining us, Martha Church, director of the West Hartford Public Library. Uh, before we take some more calls at 888-720-9677, uh, Martha, talk a little bit about how uh, all of us can make reading a daily habit, because again, uh, we, our time is so limited. We feel like that. We might feel overwhelmed. Uh, what are your uh, suggestions? Suggestions for our listeners. Well, I can't go to bed at night without reading. Um, I, I, I just can't settle down in this in this particular sort of hyper stressed period of time. Um, I I I have to have a book either to listen to or to read to, and and I I think reading is one of those things that if you you can always make a little time for it if you even give yourself twenty minutes. To, um, to sit down and, and pick up. Sometimes you can get through a chapter. Some authors have very short chapters. I, I remember when my kids were in school and, and there was something called deer time, drop everything and read. And uh, we here in the library often joke that we wish that we could just go over the PA system and, and you know, call out to all our patrons who are in the building and say, you know, it's deer time, drop everything and read. <laughs> because... Um, and I, I think that would be a great strategy for families. I mean, you know, mom, dad, you know, you can you make the announcement. It's, it's drop everything and read. Whatever you're doing, stop now and pick up your book. Uh, so Suzanne, that, that's my suggestion. <laughs> well, thank you. Suzanne Scavara, how do you uh, help people think about maybe making reading a daily habit? 
Well, I was just going to say I'm like Martha. I cannot go to sleep at night unless I'm I have some book reading time. It's how I switch off from the world, and it's one of the best ways to just let my brain get ready for sleep um, by thinking about something completely not about the world today.、Um, In terms of trying to read more,、uh, I have a couple of recommendations. One is I have two boys; they're teenagers now, but when they were younger,、um, the first thing they did every morning, we would they'd stumble out onto the couch and、uh, we'd they'd pick up books, and that was their habit. We would just all read together in the morning, just for twenty minutes.、Um, it was no oh, we it's twenty minutes or anything like that. It was just the habit. Um, and they, we had loads of books from the library. We'd go there every two weeks and take out. We'd take out a bit, two big bags full, and I had a special table in the house with just masses of books for them. So they always had books to choose from.、Um, and also, seeing your parents read is a really good way. It's us modelling that book reading is something that you do. And particularly if you have boys, by the way, having dad model that the, that reading is a good thing is really useful as well.、Um, The, num- the number one thing that Danny and I will always both tell anyone saying, "How can I find time to read?" is if you're reading a book and you're not enjoying it, put it down. You do not have to finish it. <laughs> find a book that you actually enjoy because once you actually start reading a book you love, it keeps calling you back.、Um, you want to get in. You want to find out what happened next. So if that's not happening happening for you with your current book, just put it down. There are so many books out there, so many great books out there、um, that you can spend time with instead. That's great advice. You should see my nightstand,、uh, Suzanne. I've got a, a big pile of、uh, books that just、uh, weren't doing it for me, and I've、uh, moved on.、Uh, but we're also hearing from our listeners on Twitter. Nancy writes, "I'm reading Laurie Gottlieb's memoir. Maybe you should talk to someone by a therapist about her life and about therapy, self-reflection, resilience, and more. Good read for this time. You can join our conversation at eight 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 seven two zero nine six seven seven. We've dubbed today's show." Pandemic Book Club.、Uh, many of you at home right now. Tell us what you're reading or audio books that you've downloaded.、Uh, Linda's calling from Waterbury. Linda, you're on the show. Hi. Thanks for taking my call.、Um, I sometimes select books、um, by author. So if, if I if I found an author that I feel is writing well, I'll follow that person. So this started with Walter Isaacson and his biography of Da Vinci. Um, which may put some people off because it's a very large book, but、um, I have an interest in、um, art and music and things like that. So I did find it very interesting, and from there I went to Isaacson's book on Steve Jobs、um, because I think he certainly his company and and the things that he did、um, was、uh, groundbreaking, and then from there.、Um, Because Jobs talked a lot about、um, his family,、uh, I have just finished the book by Lisa Brennan Jobs, his daughter, which、uh, Jobs, for many years, claimed was not his. And、um, it's an interesting book to see her side of Steve Jobs, but also I thought it was a book that really pointed towards how crucial.、Um, Young minds are developed, and she felt very much、uh, left out of many things because of his denial. So,、uh, those three books have come right in su- succession for me, and、uh, I certainly love to read, and I value very much our local libraries. 
uh, here in this area. There are some that are really, most of them are excellent. And the people that work in libraries are excellent. So to anybody who's working in a library, I say thank you. Well, Linda, thank you for your great suggestions here on Where We Live. You can join us too, 888-720-9677, or find us on Facebook and Twitter at Where We Live. Naturally, we're hearing from those of you on social media and on the phone who are avid readers, but maybe you're somebody who hasn't been reading, and now's the time that you're picking up a book or dabbling in uh, downloading audiobooks. We want to hear from you too. The number 888-720-9677. Uh, Jackie's calling from West Hartford. Jackie, you're on the show. Hi. Yes, hi. Hello, Jackie. Go ahead. Um, I just wanted to um, have the readers know of a resource. It's called the National, it's the National Emergency Library, and it's, you just do, Google it. Put in National Emergency Library, and it's a collection of books that support remote, remote learning and teaching. And what's happened is a bunch of universities around the world during international emergencies, open up their libraries. So you can um, download a collection of millions of books free. So for those people who might not be able to afford um, buying a download or those people who are practicing social distancing uh, and don't want to go into a, a library if the library is closed and they don't have the good Internet connection to do the downloads, um, this might be a good resource as another option for maybe a download that could work, and it's definitely free. It's called the National Emergency Library. Well, thank you, Jackie, for calling in to where we live. And we want to say something else? No, that's it. Thank you very much for for the program. All right. We appreciate your call. You can join us 888-720-967. That's 888-720-WNPR. Danny, I I wanted to go back to you. Uh, Danny Fakus, Managing Editor of Goodreads. Uh, You mentioned uh, now that we're in this pandemic, hearing from a lot of people about some of the books that um, they're drawn to as they're uh, trying to, again, find time to read, but also manage everything else. Uh, We've talked about uh, adult books. We've mentioned the, the Harry Potter series, but what about for young adults and for children? What are some good reads out there? So uh, Danny's actually, I can see that Danny's actually having trouble with his mic right now. Um, Okay, go ahead, Suzanne. Suzanne Scavara from Goodreads. Yes, I can jump in while um, we figure that that one out. Um, But, oh, I I can see he's back. So Danny, do you want to take this one? I'll let you do this one, Suzanne, since you've got kids. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. So, um, for middle grade, my our fa- the the author that people just can't cannot get enough of the kids just cannot get enough of is Rick Riordan. Um, I have when my kids were in middle grade and I'd be recommending books to other parents. I've yet to hear of a kid who didn't then just love what he was writing. And he is the perennial winner in the Goodreads Choice Awards middle grade category for nine years and counting actually. He writes these incredible tales, which are based on Greco-Roman mythology. Um, And there's boys and girls in the story, so it suits everybody. And they just go on adventures and are tackling challenges, etc. And he's written several series. So once the kids get into one of them, then they just want to read more of them. So Rick Riordan is just such a great bet there for middle grade, which is often when kids are starting to fall away from reading. Um, Go ahead. Oh, sorry. And then in terms of picture books, I have a couple. One is um, My Pappy Has a Motorcycle by Isabel Quintero. Um, 
And that's set in California. And it's just a really sweet story uh, of, a, of a little uh, Latina girl who, when her father comes home each night, um, uh, he, uh, put, he takes her out for a little ride on the motorcycle uh, with the helmet on. The helmet always goes on carefully um, and takes a ride around the neighborhood. And it talks about what she's seeing in her local neighborhood. Um, so it's a really sweet picture book story to read. Um, and another one is uh, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood the poetry of Mr. Rogers. Uh, Mr. Rogers, as you know, is just this incredible person who has taught all of us so much about how to be with children. Um, and there was the documentary on him and there was the feature film with Tom Hanks. And now there's this beautiful illustrated uh, uh, book with all the classic songs from the TV show. Well, thank you for that. Again, that's Suzanne Skivara, who's Vice President of Marketing and Editorial at Goodreads. Uh, we heard from some listeners as well. Lisa recommends the Lightning Thief series. Also, Liz says her first grade son is a history buff. He can't get enough of the Who Was book series. And we're also hearing about some other popular adult authors uh, like Neil Gaiman's American Gods. And some people are also rereading, again, books that have been around for some Sometimes uh, Mara um, is reading The Submission, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and another one, Before You Suffocate Your Own Full Self. You can join us here on Where We Live. I'm Lucy Nalpathanchel as we focus on books today. Uh, Danny Fakus is also with us, managing editor of Goodreads, and Martha Church, a librarian, director of the West Hartford Public Library in West Hartford, Connecticut. We're, we'll continue our conversation after the break. You can join us too, 888-720-9677. That's 888-720. 720 WMPR or find us on Facebook and Twitter at where we live. This is where we live from Connecticut Public Radio. I'm Lucy Nopithanchel, broadcasting from my home. We hope you're doing well out there. Coming up tomorrow, coronavirus has closed schools across our region, forcing students to learn from home. But what are the educational and social impacts? What about students with special needs? Join me for an America Amplified call-in special from the New England News Collaborative. We'll bring together voices from our region, and we want to hear yours. That's tomorrow, starting at 9. Today, we're talking about books. What are you reading during the conversation 888-720-9677 or find us on Facebook and Twitter at where we live. My guest today by phone, Martha Church, director of the West Hartford Public Library and via Zoom today, Danny Fakus, managing editor of Goodreads. Also Suzanne Skivara, vice president of marketing and editorial at Goodreads. Uh, Danny, I heard from someone on Facebook uh, who's reading from one of her, she was actually recorded herself reading from one of her favorite authors, Lee Barduga, if I'm saying that name correctly. The book was Ninth House. Uh, she's a fantasy young adult author. I think Ninth House was her first adult book. Is Lee uh, somebody that Goodreads is seeing a lot of people accessing to? That is exactly right. It is her first adult no novel, and Lee Bardugo is huge on our site. She's written a lot of young adult books. Ninth House, to your point, is her first adult, adult book, and it actually won the Goodreads Choice Awards last year for Best Fantasy Book. So huge amongst our readers. Um, it, I don't know the plot super well, but I do know that it's similar to Donna Tartt's first book. Um, so if you are someone who likes Donna Tartt, you'll probably like this book by Lee Bardugo, Ninth House. 
Uh, one thing I do know about Ali's book, again, I haven't read it, but it does take place in Connecticut around uh, Yale University. And I believe uh, Lee Bardugo went to Yale. And so that might be appealing to some uh, Connecticut listeners right now uh, to read uh, this particular book again, Ninth House. Uh, Suzanne, I wanted to go back to you when we think about all of the authors who um, are canceling book tours. Uh, what are How are authors engaging uh, with listen, uh, readers right now via social media via Goodreads? Um, in several ways, because we really wanted to help give a boost to, to authors, particularly authors who've just got books coming out. You can imagine that you've worked on a book for, sometimes for years, right? And now this is finally your big moment and suddenly, ah, can't go out on, on book tour. So on Twitter, we, um, we have a pinned tweet at the top of our, uh, of the Goodreads Twitter page where we said to authors, tell us about your books that are just coming out. And it's a fabulous list where the Oh, Suzanne, are you there? Oh, Danny, can you uh, pick up for us? I think yeah, Suzanne. Yeah, I sure oh, can. Yeah. So we're doing on Facebook and Twitter um, a campaign that allows um, authors to let our community know that their book is coming out. So in lieu of kind of a in-person book tour, we're actually doing a digital book tour. And it's been really successful. We've seen a lot of people adding these books to Want to Read shelves. Um, and it's just allowed our community to really rally around authors, which is super important to us. Of course, books are written by authors, and we want to make sure that they're supported during this tumultuous time. Uh, Martha Church from the West Hartford Public Library. I know when uh, I do shows about reading and we feature Connecticut authors, that's really popular among our audience. Are there Connecticut authors that our listeners should be checking out? Do you have any uh, that you can think of top of mind? Oh, gosh, I'm dead in the water. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, nothing comes to mind. I, you know, I mentioned Gish Jen before. She's Massachusetts. Um, and uh, she'll actually be coming here to West Hartford in October, we hope, um, as our West Hartford uh, Reads 2020 author selection. Um, I'm trying to think of... I, I'm, I, I'm sorry, this is the one question I wasn't prepared for. Maybe oh, that's Danny okay. can I'll... help out. <laughs> uh, Danny, I don't have Connecticut on the top of my head. I have a few Bay Area ones. <laughs> well, well, there is something that, you know, you came up with a list of maybe some upbeat books that people uh, could be reading. Can you go through that list, Danny? Do you have it in front of you? Absolutely. So one of the books that I'm going to right now is actually a book called Furiously Happy by Jenny Lawson. So Jenny Lawson is a humor writer and she uh, suffers from debilitating depression. So in this memoir, she takes a year in her life and decides to be furiously happy. And it's all about her kind of trials and tribulations during that year. And it's something that I definitely go to when I feel like I'm just feeling, you know, a little bit under. Another book that I recommend and I've given to many, many, many friends is Cheryl Strayed's Tiny Beautiful Things. So you might know Cheryl Strayed from her best-selling book or movie, Wild. Um, in this book, she actually gives answers to readers' heartbreaking questions, similar to A Dear Abby. And it's one of those books that I've come to several times in my life, and I read the questions, and oftentimes I'm like, oh, this question doesn't respond to me or resonate with me or this answer I don't think will, but somehow Cheryl does such a good job that no matter what the question is, it'll pierce your heart 
it's just the book that I go to regularly and it's the book that I gift the most. And I've heard from all of the people that I've gifted that it really has meant something to them. Well, thank you again. You're hearing uh, Danny Fakus, managing editor of Goodreads. Martha Church is also with us on the phone, director of the West Hartford Public Library. You can join us too. We're curious about what you're reading or if you're taking time to read more today, uh, considering that many of us are at home uh, during this pandemic. The number 888-720-9677. That's 888-720-WMPR. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Where We Live. Rose is calling from Plainville. Rose, uh, you're on the show. What are you reading? I'm reading. I'm rereading John Grisham's *The Guardians*. Uh, has a lot of names in it, but you know, if I concentrate hard enough. But I I love to read comedies. Anything by uh, Gina Barreca, of course. And uh, let's see, I'm right reaching out here for something else. Uh, of course, anything by Paula Poundstone. Oh, definitely. And uh, let's see, I've got one right here. The the young man who, uh, oh, I've already given it away. Um, (laughs) Oh, boy. Let's see what's it. Well, Rose, we thank you. Go ahead. uh, A lot of of good books. Um, uh, I'm trying to read Shakespeare, Much Ado About Nothing, but (laughs) I mean, kind of it really is about nothing. And uh... <laughs> Well, we appreciate, Rose, you calling into where we live to give us some of your uh, suggestions, rereading a, a lot of books that, and authors like John Grisham that many people have heard about. I want to take another quick call before we run out of time. Dale's calling from stores. Dale, you're on the show. Uh, hi. Yes, um, I, I would recommend uh, for young readers the uh, 12 volumes of How to Train Your Dragon by Cressida uh, Cowell. It, and those who have seen the movies, the three animated films, the basis for those movies, the books are quite different and, and really lovely. And at this time when people are kept inside, I think the, the going through like 12 small volumes is, is an exciting adventure in itself. Well, thank you, uh, Dale, uh, for uh, that recommendation. My children love How to Train Your Dragon. I loved the Lord of the Rings trilogy when I was a child, and I still uh, pick it up occasionally. Uh, Joan from Waterbury uh, wants to give a shout-out to her branch library in Waterbury and the Bibliomation systems. We also got a comment from Anne on Facebook at the Farmington Library. We're coordinating a stuck-at-home challenge. Patrons of all ages are invited to participate in a number of challenges presented on on our website, such as read a book, go for a walk, learn something new. They're also invited to text us photos from their challenges, which we're posting on social media so everyone can stay connected. That sounds like a great, uh, again, initiative from the Farmington Library. Uh, we just have a couple of minutes left. Uh, Martha Church, I-, I wanted to go back to you again as a librarian, of the, uh, library director of the West Hartford Library. Again, your staff working so hard remotely to stay connected with your community. Uh, Anything else that you want to tell us about some of the initiatives that you have? And, and again, the number one question people have is when you're going to reopen. Nobody knows that right now, but what can you tell them? Well, first of all, can I give one shout out to a, a staff member who is a West Hartford and Connecticut author, Julia Tannenbaum. She works for us in our computer lab, and she has a young adult novel, Changing Ways. And uh, there's a sequel to that, and the name of that escapes me, but Julia is... Um, 
an up-and-coming rising star on the literary scene. And so there's my Connecticut author, and I Wonderful. should have been able to come up with it before. And thank you uh, for that. We've got a couple minutes left, Martha. I would, so opening up, I mean, we... Again, I would, we don't know that. That's, that's the great unknown. I wish I had an answer to that. Um, but I would, I would say to everybody out there listening, please look at your local library webpage, just what you heard from Farmington, um, just what you've heard from me today. Every single library is trying their best to keep in touch, to make sure that you have the resources you need, the information you need, West Hartford's actually serving as the town's communication center, and our staff is manning town phones to get people to the right information. So use your libraries. We are more important than ever in a situation like this because we, that's what we do, connect people with books, with information, with ideas. Well, thank you, Martha Church, for joining us here on Where We Live. Judith emailed a Connecticut author, Ann Benson, author of The Plague Tales and The Burning Road. Judith, uh, thank you uh, for that recommendation. And uh, we also uh, got a comment um, from Valentine, recommends Citizen Outlaw by Charles Barber. Uh, with us also via Zoom, Danny Fakus, managing editor of Goodreads. Uh, Danny, uh, any closing remarks for our show? I was just going to do a plus one for that book that one of your readers recommended. Maybe you should talk to someone, a therapist, her therapist, and other lives revealed. I read that one recently as well. And if anyone's struggling mentally and wants to talk through or read about someone going to therapy and a therapist going to therapy herself, I highly recommend that one. Well, Danny, we're almost uh, almost out of time. Thank you so much, Danny. We appreciate it. Today's show produced by Tess Terrible. Cat Pastors, our tech producer, Kate Talarski on the phones. I'm Lucy Nalpathanchel. Thanks for listening.